Welcome to this week's episode of That's Enough Already. And this week I chat to a very good friend of mine, Jason Byrne. I met him, I think, in 2011 in New Zealand. And I have seen so many of his shows. We've worked a lot of the same venues. And if you've ever seen a show of his, he is a very, very um, active comic. He is so full on. It is amazing. His audience is like they, the audience and Jason become one. And they just, it's so, your heart is pumping at the end of the show. It's like your face hurts, your body aches. You've just had this full body comedic experience. He's just a very funny guy. And I think that's what makes him the highest selling comic at the Edinburgh Fringe. He's just a powerhouse. Make sure you check him out when he's back in Australia and New Zealand in 2022. One of the funniest people alive. Uh, Also, tonight I'm in Brisbane. So, you know, if you're coming to the show, I'll see you there. If not, this is the start of the Australian tour for me, you know, and hopefully COVID allows me to complete it. But enjoy this episode. Uh, Like it, share it, and subscribe if you haven't. Enjoy. Shh, that's quite enough. Just stop. Just shut your mouth. I don't give a stuff. Zip it. Shush, please. Uh, 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 uh. Yes, I can hear. Calm down, But I don't care. That's enough already. Shut up. Oh, shush. For those playing the home game, I am in my pyjamas that says New York <laughs> and my hair is still wet from hopping out of the shower. I've put no effort in for you, Jay. Um, no, you look great. You look great. You've obviously had a shower. You've brushed your hair. You've done the whole thing. You even look like you've trimmed your fucking beard for this. No, it's 9 a.m. So so I've had a shower and breakfast. I'm up now. I'm the other way around. Oh, oh no, last night I would have been in my pyjamas and sitting there. Oh. With a microphone in my hand, not giving a shite. Well done. And it's really cool because, like, for some reason, I don't know what's going on, but the tone of your background, like, you have this picture in your background. And because of your accent, which, you know, we've got to be careful of, it yeah. does look a little bit like out of Africa. My whole lounge is yeah. just got Africa stuff. Like, I've got wooden carvings of the Big Five, <laughs> a wooden carving of Africa, a mask, like a fertility mask, the whole thing. And this painting behind me that you can see in the painting is a grey hat, then a pipe, then a pipe, a tobacco bag, a little leather tobacco bag, and a yeah. lion's box of matches, which lion is our box of matches. In South Africa, everyone uses lion matches, right? So that is a painting of my great-grandfather because he wore a hat, smoked a pipe, and that's, you know. Wow. Isn't that mad? Because, like, whenever people, and I find that when I gig in Australia as well and New Zealand, and when I meet Irish people, they're nearly dressed as leprechauns. They're like, they're, you do this when you're away from your country. Yeah. Yeah, you get more patriotic. Yeah, so I'm here in Ireland. You'd walk around my... If I brought you here, dropped you in this house, you wouldn't know where you are. There's nothing yeah. Irish in this house. Like, I mean, it's all Irish, yeah. There is stuff bar. But there's no, like, you know, pictures of our old president or the 1916 rise and That's our tag. Republican flags. Or, but if I was in Australia... It would look literally, I don't know, it would It would look like the IRA just moved in. <laughs> so yeah. you, like the, like the, tro- the troubles just landed. <laughs> I was like, I had to do this Irish dancing thing for a, a TV yeah. show. Loads of celebrities in, in Britain and they gave them, some of them had to play guitar. It was a talent that you'd never done. So are you, you're, you're you know, not great at. So there's, they, gave, they gave them the, what they had to do. So uh, sing a song, play a guitar, play a fucking harp, play a piano. Comes to me. You can river dance. I went, what? Oh, <laughs> you went to Nelson. I went, no, be good because you're Irish, right, Paddy? That's racist. Yes, I know. So I then met this fella in England. Little uh, Eamon was his name then. He's about 20 now. And he was a world Irish dancing champion. And they always are. They're never, they're never Irish, though. They're like, yeah. you know, 
second generation. This whole family were. And when I sat down with them, they went, so you must have been Irish dancing, were you? And I says, no, I've never Irish danced in my life. And they're going, but we've been doing it since we were born. And they lived in London <laughs> because their mum and dad were Irish. And they were going, you're an Irish dancing. You're dancing for Ireland. And they, so the shock they got when they realised that Irish people don't really do Irish things in Ireland, which I'm sure in South Africa or in Africa. I mean, is this, which part are you from? I'm in South Africa. I'm just outside of Johannesburg, like half an hour out of Joburg. So it's like a real bogan area. It's like I'm from the... Uh, the Brisbane, but not not quite as <laughs> not, not quite as cool as Brisbane, but with that level of bogan. In oh, it. really? <laughs> I, yeah. kind of, I kind of understand that because when you see Brisbane on a postcard, it looks beautiful. As soon as people open their mouth, you're like, "Oh my god, I'm smart." <laughs> <laughs> To be fair, not not everyone in Brisbane, but we're talking, there's a lot of people who go there who I think sort of leave New Zealand or leave South Africa and then they make up their mind, they go, I'm going to go to Brisbane. So it's sort of not the people who are born there, it's the people who got there. That's yeah. given that a bad name. And the Irish are moved across Australia in the funniest way because they're only allowed in to Perth first. That's what happens. They're going to work. And they end, and they end up in these mines. And I, I, you know what? I, I, was, I was on the radio in Perth. Do you know the one where they're, where they're all really happy and excited? Nova, is it? Yeah. I can't remember his name, but he was in Big Brother, kind of gay, blondy guy. He's really funny. Like, and there's about five of them that present at the same time. That doesn't happen in Ireland. Like, there might be two, but not yeah. five of them shouting at you. All going, no, all right, Chase, rah, rah, rah. But listen, how how big is radio in Australia? Like in New Zealand, when people go, I work on the radio, you're like, yeah, big fucking deal. Like, who gives a shit? Like in Australia, it's like, it's the second coming of Christ. It's I like, know. this person, I'm like, well, okay, it's kind of weird. It's kind of weird how one industry goes, yeah, we're fucking nailing it in Australia on radio. Like, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, here, should we have should we have local radio here? Just some mad farmer that would come in and just start start yeah. talking. They're like big stars up on billboards and Massive. money pumped in. It's whatever culture you are. It's like they, they listen to radio because they're always outside. Yeah. I'm not even kidding. My best friend, Elizabeth, and we've been friends since the 90s, right? And she moved to New Zealand too. Her mum, who is an elderly lady who like 15, 20 years ago should have retired. She works on radio in South Africa. That's the kind of level we're talking. Do <laughs> <laughs> you know what? They would re Actually, we don't have that in Ireland. I think an Irish mammy would be brilliant on a podcast. Or, oh, or I would a radio show. They wouldn't know what's going on. And then we tell yeah. everybody to stop moaning and get on with yeah. it. God's sake. I, I would love to, if I if I could interview like your mum and two friends, two of her friends, I want yeah. to interview them. God, it'll be the same as like my mum. Like I, I would basically just go, ladies, and it'll just go. They would just talk non-fucking-stop. Yeah, they wouldn't, hear your, they wouldn't hear your questions. Uh, like I have to say, because my mum's visiting at the moment, I have to say to her every now and again, I go, mum, just watch the show. Like we start to watch a show, I really want to watch it, or even the news. Two seconds in, something in the news, like it could be a light it could be the color of a blouse. It could be the reflection in the desk that reminds her of something. And then she starts telling me the story and I'm like, oh, well, I'm never going to fucking hear this news. <laughs> you know? <laughs> no. And as well as that, you've got to be careful with Irish mothers because they tell you what you want to hear. Yeah. So they they will say whatever make, what makes you feel great. That's their job. You could be standing there like you could, you could, get, could climb out of a car accident. 
right? On yeah. fire. And they go, Jesus, you look great though, Urs. I know that was a little <laughs> bit tough on you, but you look great. And this is my my mum's favourite ever. Like I, she just she just says, she doesn't think at all. And my mate PJ Gallagher, who's a comedian here, he was adopted, right? Yeah. And this was around the time that he said, I think he was about 20 odd. And he said, I think I'll find my adoptive, my, my real, my blood parents. Yeah. And uh, his mom went, oh yeah, if you want to go ahead. And he found them. The mom and dad were together and, and they had just given up PJ because in Ireland, parents on both sides said, you can have that baby or you can go to college. It's your choice. And they gave the baby away to the nuns, right? PJ. So anyway, long story short, cut to me in Vicar Street, right? PJ brings his blood mother to my gig, right? And then my mum has met PJ's adoptive mother loads because she's known yeah. as my, he's my best mate. Backstage, my mum comes backstage with her little mates, like a little gang of the little mafia and PJ's mates. And PJ goes to my mum, oh, this is my mum, right? And my mum goes, that's not your fucking mother. I know <laughs> your mother. Jesus, who's this woman? You're not, well, you're having a laugh, right? And then they, she did the Irish thing because she went, oh, no, no, I'm PJ's blood mother. I gave him up for adoption. And then my mum and all, oh, went, no. oh, no, I knew that. I knew that, right? <laughs> I was just saying that I know his other mother. That's yeah, I know you're his real mother. And then, oh, I was going, ma'am, shut up, shut oh up. Oh, my God. See, now, my mom's not like that. My mom goes for the, like, if, if she was there, she'd go, oh, oh. <laughs> I, I, I could never give up my children. I just, I don't know how you would, like, she would just go down, you know, like, my mom says the weirdest shit. Like, if the courier comes, this morning the courier came and he dropped the parcel off and my mom goes, he looks like he's very familiar with your driveway, like he knows everyone who lives here, looks like you buy a lot of stuff online. Like, she she has to say something, you go, you don't even need to mention any of the shit. Is that a mother to a daughter, do I wonder? Maybe, yeah, because she's different with my brother. Yeah, so Definitely. I I did a show uh, during lockdown, which you'll be great at, and I'm going to be able to you know get people from abroad to do yeah. it as well. Whatever. Real quickly, we had we were given a grant by the government, so we could yeah. gig, we could gig again, right? This is so Irish. I go, yeah. just stop being so Irish. The Irish government, right? People think we're mad as it is, and what happened was they they said we're going to give a grant to the arts, but you have to apply for it, and my promoter had to apply for it. It took him a week to fill out everything, so they basically did oh that so you wouldn't apply. Yeah. So whoever did manage to get through the paperwork, they then gave us money, right? So basically the three of you who could be fucked to do the paperwork, all three of you just split the money. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) So anyway, no, this is worse. (laughs) They gave us the grant, right? And then, but they didn't pay a check. You had to do the gigs first. So then we got in touch and said, listen, we can't do the gigs now because, and they went, why? We went, because you've closed the venues, right? (laughs) They went, oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, sorry. And then they said, so we said, well, can we use the money next year? And they went, no, no, you have to spend it by December the 20th. Like like Brewster's Millions, that movie, Brewster's yeah. Millions, where you yeah. have to spend everything. So we yeah. went, what the fuck? So we said, okay, can we, can we um, I don't know, can we make a TV show? And they went, we don't give a shit what you do, go ahead. So we okay. made, a t- made a TV show called The Good Room. Because in Ireland and here, we, and in Britain as well, don't know if you ever have, I mean, a lot of different, people have different versions of them in their houses all over the world. It's a good room where guests go and the kids are not allowed. Oh, my, we have two lounges. Most houses in South Africa has a TV room in the lounge, the formal lounge, yeah. so that if the minister comes with a deacon, they can sit there and pray. <laughs> like, we had a lounge when I was growing 
up, right? That was all white, like white couches, white curtains. Like we knew we weren't allowed to go in there. Like my mom said, even if you're bleeding or especially if you're bleeding, you have to skip that room. And it's like, but that's the closest room to get out of the house. No, if the house is on fire, you throw yourself through the hall, through the the window, but you do not go into that lounge. That's for when the minister comes. That's not for children. So we never saw the inside of that fucking room. No, so, yeah. so that's why I call it the good room. And it was a, yeah. every, every, and everybody has a different version because people live in the yeah. countryside or whatever. And on the good room, so I had to, so four of us sit around in a circle. I actually, what yeah. I did was, because my dad passed, my dad's gone a, a year now, my dad died. Oh, uh, yeah, I can't believe it. It's I so, know. It, it feels, yeah, I'm so sorry. It feels like it's ages ago. Yeah, no, it's amazing. And, you know, as well as that, and the real Irish attitude when my dad died was just so, because I wish my dad was actually around to hear that bit, which is so funny. Yeah. Because people are going, you know, your dad's better off now because he wouldn't have wanted to be around during this time. And I was going, pretty sure he would have preferred this than being dead. I think 100%. (laughs) Like, I don't know your dad, but I know life is usually the (laughs) choice. No, it's like Irish people go. I'm sure he's really happy he's dead. Like, I mean, yeah. they just, that's what they do. They try and find any kind of way around what nobody in that room will go, this is shit. He's dead. That's shit. Yeah. They'll basically all yeah. go, look, he had a stroke. Because he did, he had a stroke, right? But he only yeah. lasted two days. And that's the other one. They went, thank God he only lasted two days because yeah. he, w- he wouldn't want to have be, be, you know, gone on like that, you know. And I go, but we, we never asked him. <laughs> we don't yeah. Know. And also, it's it's impossible to know. He could have, you know, just had a bit of a limp arm. He would have been yeah. fine with that. Yeah, but I mean, the the best one was, you know, wouldn't have wanted to be around for the, the COVID. But he probably, he probably would have loved it because he was a moany bastard. He would have loved it. And he spent all his time in a shed anyway, smoking cigarettes and whiskey. Yeah. So he was always in isolation. He was he, made for it. It yeah. would have been perfect. Maybe he wouldn't have noticed. <laughs> yeah, do you know those end of the world dudes, those Armageddon guys that yeah, always have yeah. all the, 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 like a bunker in America. My dad yeah. was already obviously getting ready for that. <laughs> in a shed in Ireland, just gone, don't come near the shed. You don't need to wear a mask. My dad would have said this for sure. He would have said, I won't get COVID. And they go, why? Well, because I smoke. What do you yeah. mean smoke? Well, because every time I blow the smoke out, the COVID will probably stick to the smoke and blow away from me. That was yeah. kind of the logic that he had. But also I spoke to a guy the other day who drinks like a bottle of whiskey a day and he goes, COVID yeah. won't touch the soils. He goes, because what do you do when you're not feeling well? You have a shot of whiskey. I go, no, I'm sure it's brandy. I'm, I think a hot toddy is brandy. And he goes, no, no, you've, like I can remember as a child, you just drink whiskey. I'm like, dude, I think you've been on whiskey too long. And he's like, well, I've never had COVID. <laughs> He probably didn't know. Yeah, yeah. That sounds like, I, I think this is a fucking revelation for us. Well, yeah, people with a relationship with alcohol, and again, my dad was one of them, because my dad had a heart attack at 55, right? Yeah. And he was in hospital, and he worked in Guinnesses, you know, where they make Guinness in Dublin. What a dream job. I know. So, and he was walked in as well. So, you know, that, like, amazing. So what happened was, at the age of 15, my granddad, who was a cooper, you know, they make the Guinness, the barrels, that's what they did, the wooden yeah. barrels. He walked my dad in at the age of 15, into the warehouse up to the foreman 
and said, this is Paddy. He starts today and a former man went, okay, yeah, I'll put him on the books. So they got free Guinness whenever they wanted because there was a little bar in there and my dad said he used to put a penny in just when they wanted a Guinness just to keep tabs on how much Guinness was going through the bar. But my dad had a heart attack at 55 because he was smoking and drinking lots then. And he's in the hospital and uh, it was two days in and I remember my dad told me, he said, I said to the doctor, I didn't feel very well today. Like I felt like very unusual, very, very unusual and something I've never felt before. And the doctor said, that's because you're sober, Paddy. <laughs> and he'd worked out. He had drank every day since he was 15. Just drank something. And he's going, so he was, so, so that's what the, and then my dad used to like drink and drive all the time up to the pub yeah. and Same. did that, that stupid logic or like where you go, why are you doing that? He goes, well, you see, when I drink alcohol, you know, everything's slower so I can actually react like, like as if he's in like the matrix, you know, yeah. dodging bullets. Slowly. And then it's the same as on stage. Like when I'm on stage, as soon as I have one beer, I feel like I'm not as sharp. If anything comes up, I can't react mm. it. Not that I really interact with the crowd, but still shit mm. happens sometimes and I need to address it. You know, yeah. I've had people yeah. have fucking heart attacks in the room, you know, and paramedics coming in. <laughs> I sort of can facilitate that when I'm sober. Well, when I'm drunk, I'm like, what the fuck is going on yeah. here? You know? My drunkest ever gig was in Edinburgh at two in the morning. And that's what we yeah. did. We because it's not your main gig where we all did 20 minutes and I did um, and, and people can Google this guy afterwards they don't know who he is I was in a, in a room in Scotland in Edinburgh which is obviously the, like one of the biggest festivals in the world and there was like all these crowds and I, I said to some guy who are you and he went oh um, I'm a cyclist I went oh a cyclist like what he goes no I'm a professional cyclist and then somebody went oh that's Chris Hoy right and people will if they Google him he's like Sir Chris Hoy now he's like one of the biggest yeah. Olympic gold winners but they, they knew who he was and I went no Oh, you're not. And I was hammered and he was hammered. And he went, yes, I fucking am. Right. Let's just get up here. And he got up, Chris Hoy. And I went, are you? He goes, yeah, I'll prove it. And he took his trousers down and the whole room went nuts. He looked like the Alps had been stuck onto yeah. his leg. Like the yeah. bumps and the lumps and the size of his legs were huge. Right. So cut to when he was knighted. The day he was knighted, well, probably the day after I'd say, yeah, because I said, I just tweeted him a direct message to him. Said, ah, oh, Chris, well done. You know, and I, do you remember taking your trousers down at two in the morning in, in Ed- and fair play to me went I will never forget it Jason <laughs> that's <laughs> amazing just, that happens at our gigs like for people who don't know who has never seen you live you are probably the most energetic fucking comic I've ever seen uh, in my life you are up and down you run up and down like I've watched you a couple of times but from side to stage so I feel like I'm eye level with you the whole time I'm fucking exhausted like quarter yeah. of the way through your show I'm like I feel sweaty I feel like I need to drink some water so how has this been during this whole pandemic shit do you miss your audience because I feel like you yeah. love them on a different level than another comic would yeah I think that what happens is people really appreciate my show because I've always said like because that show is unique to them because I have used them up on stage and they are different yeah. characters and it's like a little sitcom so I love them leaving being more famous than I am do you know what yeah. I mean so they all yeah. feel like they've performed and they're yeah. all going out smiling and patting each other on the back because they've said different stuff to me to help me and the guys who got up on stage and all yeah and I did yeah I certainly miss that 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 interaction so much so that I thought right what am I going to do over lockdown because I, I, the energy I have because I'm 49 now I don't have that much energy that somersault you still you, you still have the energy of a fucking 12 year old on a sugar rush though yeah well maybe yeah probably yeah but I remember uh, Lee Evans, who's a big jump around comic, remember him? Yeah, yeah. And he retired from comedy. And I, and I remember, this is about four years ago, 
I said, I met, I met him. I says, why are you doing that? And he goes, I can't fucking do that anymore. I'm not running around like that anymore. Because that's the way he had to do it. So I yeah. was lucky. I didn't have to constantly run around. I can stand and tell a yeah. story and then do a bit of uh, yeah. st- stunty stuff. So over the lockdown, over the past year, my energy I've pushed into so many other different things. So I started, the first thing I did on Facebook Live, because I, I couldn't go to the gym or do anything like that or meet me trainer and all, yeah. I started doing that training online. I just started, learn, started letting people they train with me. But yeah. as they went on over the, the couple of days, I know it was like, especially in Australia, there was nobody training with me. They were just watching me and just laughing their heads <laughs> off. And I got, people were going, does lifting wine to your face count as a, as a, as a try? I went, yeah, yeah. And they're going, yeah. how about, how about, I've just ordered a pizza. I went, yeah, that's, yeah, the, the phone yeah. has to be lifted. That's exercise. <laughs> so I did that. I started doing, uh, uh, I've got a podcast as well, which is a, a mental yeah. health podcast, which is called Mind yeah. Your Love. Do, do that, like talking to all different types of walks of life and mental health. And then I was doing silly sketches online, just trying to keep going. And then now and again, I check it with Facebook Live, just having a chat with them. And then I then I made up a quiz show in the toilet called J- like a, ja- a toilet in Ireland is called a Jacks. It's a Dunny yeah. in Australia, a Carsey in England. What is it in South Africa? Just a toilet. Yeah. A a loo. Yeah, a sh- so the shitter. <laughs> the shitter, yeah. So I did Jason Burns jokes in the jacks, right? Yeah, <laughs> so I was sitting, sitting in my toilet doing a quiz show. At one stage, I was playing to over, I don't know, thousands of people. I don't know how many. <laughs> Right at one gig where I did this corporate where it was for the national British National Grid, which is their electricity board, right, yeah. which runs the whole of Britain. So everybody that worked for that was on this gig, and I'm in my toilet putting clues to movies in my toilet as they're trying to watch this from all over Britain. So I, so I, but, I, but one of the clues I did was I put a trainer, like you know, that you run with your foot, yeah. out in the toilet with a blade, and the answer was Blade Runner. But yeah. only in Ireland is that is a trainer called a runner. And the Brits don't, don't call it runner. They kept going, blade trainer, trainer. Blade. I was going, no, oh. it's a blade. So like thousands of them all going, what the fuck is a blade runner? And I was going, what is the movie? And, but listen, this is, the, this is the lowest of lowest things then. So then Cameo, right, they they got me, contacted me. Because you must yeah. get this a lot. Yeah. They, I get loads of people asking me to say, can you say happy anniversary to me and the wife? Can oh, you say yeah. happy to my kid? And I'm going, I don't know these people. And I'm like, at the moment, we've no gigs. And our lives, we're on our knees. And this lot are asking to say happy birthday all the time, right? And then when you don't, they get a big hump on their shoulder. You get a message yeah. back going, oh, well, thanks very much. And I'm going, yeah. I don't fucking know who you are, right? So yeah. I, You just ran the wedding. Yeah, exactly. I just, so I just, so Cameo, which is this massive, huge website now, which has got massive stars all over the world on it. And they they get paid to say happy birthday. So I did seven of them, which is, a, they take a few seconds. But the main reason I joined it was because, like, let's say, for example, w- one of my mate's mates contacted me. Yeah. saying, here, I'm a very good friend of this fella. Uh, it's it's my, he said you'd say happy birthday to me. And I just sent him a link to Cameo. I didn't say anything else. And I never heard back from him. I don't hear back. Amazing. So my last Cameo, Ursula, was I was sitting on the toilet going, I've just, just before this, I was playing to a thousand people in Vicar Street and now I'm sitting on a toilet and saying happy birthday for $34. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck has happened? Oh my God. You see, because Cameo asks me all the time, but I'm like, nah, because I don't want to wish someone if I think they're an asshole. Like I do it Oh, you time, can't. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, but I think you should join it just to send the links. 
You don't have to do it. Oh, no. I, because what I do, like on all of my uh, social media, Beck, because she's the administrator. So Beck is my manager for those playing the home game. Yes. Uh, Rebecca. And um, Jason knows her really well because I think she started with you. Yeah, I was sitting in Edinburgh and she was she was going, I'm going to start promoting people in Australia. And I was going, I'm coming. Brilliant. I'm going. I was nearly, I was yeah. nearly in her bag going out the door. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so I, I met Beck in 2012 and she's lovely. She knows everything about comedy in and out. Every Everyone who knows her knows she knows everything. But the thing about Beck is she's scary as fuck. If you take your mom on her worst day, put a bit of hormonal imbalance, put a bit of PMS, put a bit of you accidentally bumped her car and she just found out your dad's cheating on it, put all of that in one basket, that's Beck's mood most of the time. Mm-hmm. I always said I never knew you could hear a facial expression till I met <laughs> Beck. I talk to her on the phone and, and I say, you know, I, I think something's fine if she goes, I don't like it. And I go, I think it's all right. She goes, do you? And I swear, oh, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, it yeah. chills me to my soul because then she goes, I mean, if I guess if you like it, like it is shit, but if you think it's okay. And I'm like, no, I'll go with whatever you say. So Beck, um, she gets a lot of the messages and, you know, where people ask me to do stuff and then she'll go, don't respond, which I usually do respond and then it makes her angry. But also the automatic reply goes to her email address. So, oh, you know. she and- can see it. Yeah, but also, I mean, there's like five or six different administrators on all my social pages, so I do respond because I see it. I see everything, and I usually respond and I reply to everything, but occasionally I just let one slip to the keeper, and if they go nuts, then Beck just blocks them. (laughs) But she's... (laughs) She's the most, she was the best, most fun promoter ever. So what happened was every time I arrived in Australia, Beck would always have some sort of stunt ready for me to frighten the shit out of me, right? Yeah. So like, yeah. one of the times I, I arrived into the apartment at about five in the morning because I'm jet lagged and I go in and next minute her and, and Katie Minchin and Melanie are yeah. all dressed in sumo suits. Wrestling. Yeah. Wrestling each other on a bed, and I'm jet lag going, Am I seeing shit? I remember that. I, I remember Mel going, I had to fucking hide in a wardrobe at four o'clock in the morning. And then, and then this, we can't forget this because Beck would be screaming at us. This was the most amazing. I was on stage in um, in Geelong, just outside, yeah. you know, Melbourne there, and I came off stage. So she, she always does it. Not at the break, because you come off at the break and they're sitting in the, in the dressing room and all the girls and we're having a chat and a laugh and she's going, it's going really well. and going, yeah, go back out. Came in, back in, and the whole dressing room was covered in tinfoil. Like the tables, <laughs> all the way down to the chairs, the chairs, my bag, everything, right? The kettle, the cups. And it was this figure sitting on a chair completely covered in tinfoil. And it was fucking back. <laughs> back and covered herself in tinfoil. But then, so we were crying. I mean, I laughed for days about that, right? And then when I was going back home, right, to Ireland or whatever, everything I owned kept buzzing in my bag and (laughs) beeping. They had fucking covered everything in tinfoil. My computer, which I'd spotted straight away, but they'd also covered bits of money and pens and things at the bottom of my bag in tinfoil. (laughs) (laughs) Just to fuck with you. Yeah. They all, yeah. So they do it all the time. So that's why yeah, I can't wait look, to get back to Australia now. Hopefully we'll get back next year, I'd say. So so massive festivals in Britain, like Reading and Leeds, which are huge music festivals, they're going ahead now. And uh, but, Oh my God, super spread events. So anyway, so listen, yeah, so I'm dying to get back to Australia and, and New Zealand. I mean, uh, I don't know about you, but I, I must have been taking touring and gigging for granted because I was just going... Yeah. 
place to place and going, you know, oh, okay, got to go here. Oh my God. Okay. So I even think now I actually went, oh my God, I have to go to Bondi. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. now I go, I would kill a whole tribe of whatever to try and get to Bondi. Do you know what I mean? I would do anything yeah. there now. So you can have a near-death experience in Bondi. So in Bondi, I mean, like everybody knows because it's obviously Australia's, but maybe yeah. there's New Zealand. People listening from around the world, there's a hole in the front of Bondi in the beach. There's a, a hole like a, that the sea has dug out. And when yeah. you go in there, you kind of go in there like a washing machine, unless you're a really good swimmer and you're a surfer, you just go out. But that hole is always full of... Chinese people and Irish people always <laughs> the Chinese and the Irish swimming and they get and they, 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 I, I sat on the beach and watched the lifeguards and they are endlessly saying don't go in there go up there with the speaker and they're going don't yeah. go in there and the Irish are going yeah yeah whatever and they get in and most yeah. of the time they're in their clothes and then yeah. they just and they get sucked under the lifeguard literally goes out puts them on a surfboard, brings them in. And they're yeah. like, oh, Jase, I'm so sorry. I didn't know. What you yeah, mean? It's, oh. it's basically just a, a training pool for the lifeguards there. <laughs> they're like, okay, some really pasty cunt in tight black jeans and a T-shirt's <laughs> going to fuck in there in a minute. You're going to have to go save him. And you're not going to be able to understand what he says. And he probably has never done any fucking dancing in his life. Unbelievable. Like, so so all that, miss all that, Mr. Weather, the heat. Like, because mm. in Ireland now, you know, we're, we're in our spring and it's oh, like yeah. freezing it's like I don't know about nine degrees out there and it's dull and so this is how much the Irish like our friend Beck our promoter Beck she, yeah. her parents moved from Aberdeen which is North Scotland which is basically dark all the time and freezing and it's like and she says I thank my parents every day for moving to Melbourne right because oh, <laughs> we it, at this time of year this is the only excitement we get is that it starts to get brighter in the evenings not like sunnier just yeah. brighter that's all we have like so not like, <laughs> oh, like my. not like it's 24 degrees we're like it's a bit brighter at half six have yeah. you seen <laughs> Oh, Jesus. oh my God. See, we, we've had, and it's actually quite like, I moved to New Zealand in 2006, right? We always have good rainfall. Like, it rains a lot in New Zealand. Compared to Africa, this is a fucking sieve, right? It's always wet. But then, since COVID hit, Auckland's had a drought. We haven't no. had a drought. And so it just, it's not raining. The weather is so fucking amazing. Like it's bad that you can't wash the car, that it's dry, but it's so sunny every day. Like you wake up in the morning, seven o'clock in the morning, and it's just sunny and it's sunny as fuck all day to like 9.30 at night. Oh, well, that's amazing. Because when I traveled from Ireland, you know, all the way through to Australia and all the way through and then got the five hour flight, whatever, to New Zealand after like nearly days of traveling, I landed and I just went, how the fuck am I in Ireland? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> travel that far for yeah. fucking like golden beaches and fucking... Yeah. Bad weather. Yeah. It was dull and raining, and people were like running across. And I don't you know what I loved as well, Ursa. I don't know if you yeah. noticed this. When I was in Australia, um, you know the way they love their rules? Because the Aussies love yeah. their rules. As in, like, they love, you know, all walking on the left hand side of the path. Uh, the cars yeah. all facing the, the one direction was fascinating. I'd never seen that before. I actually parked my car the wrong direction on, one, on the road one day because I didn't know. And a guy came over to me. He goes, Your car's the wrong way. I went, Your car's not the wrong way. He goes, Yeah, it needs to be the fucking the other way. I was going, Holy shit. So I did all that, blah, 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 blah. And then arrived to New Zealand and then all the rules just went to shit. It was just yeah. like, just one oh, of yeah. the gone, fuck the rails. What? Rails? Yeah. Nah, yeah, nah. no one here can drive shit. Like, honestly, <laughs> it's like... But you know, actually, I don't know why this flew, got into my head, but I'm quite terrified of the, uh, you know, because getting on a plane again, because I have this image of pilots in the cockpit. Like, literally, you know, like when you're gear shifting a car, you're not putting the clutch down properly. <laughs> 
you're going to be going, okay, hang on. No, I know this. I remember this. Oh, no. It was like the other day. So they, 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 when they went, okay, we checked everything. Yeah. And it, that plane took off the other day and the engine went on fire and fell off. Oh, fuck, yeah. <laughs> so they Wait, where, where they, was that? Was that a quantum? No. Which flight no, was that? Like, was, that in, was that in America? It looks too. It was, it was in America. It was in America. Yeah. The, the bits of it fell off into the front yeah. lawn. Someone's just, yeah, just fully on fire. The, the pilot just went, oh, we really should have checked that engine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, listen, the good room thing though, I was talking about earlier on, right, which I, I'd love yeah. you to do this, right, whenever we we, we we do more of them. Oh yeah, and if, if people want to listen to it, it's on goodroomtv.com because we invented our own, invented, started our own TV channel. You can do that. Loads yeah. of people, it's called OTT. It's like Netflix is an OTT yeah. channel. But with oh, the good shit. room, I had, so one guy I had on was Ardlo Hanlon. Like, there's a big sitcom here called Father Ted. It's on over there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So Ardell, it was on. He's the main act, main guy in it. He's Father Dougal, the kind of stupid priest. But he's highly yes. intelligent in real life. But he just had great stories as a kid. Like he was telling us that um, there was a guy in Ireland, like a local guy in Ireland, that um, he had this car and it only had three doors. There was two front doors and only one back door. And there was no door on the other side. But every time he came home, he drove it like to work and all. But when he came home, before he got out, he locked the car. <laughs> there was no door in the fucking back and he'd still lock it. <laughs> you locking your car he goes we have to lock your car he goes but there's no door in the back of the fucking so it's all about growing up in, in yeah. the childhood I mean it's like if I if you sat with me now and just did it, everybody wanted to do it and it ended up being like therapy almost it was just tearful stuff coming out of them like yeah. another woman uh, Sue Collins she said that a fella a lovely guy in, in their area left uh, he used to leave the keys in his car right yeah in the driveway, the opposite now. And they're all going, why are you doing that? Because there were so many women having babies at that time that he said, well, look, if any of his, you know, your car's not starting or, and some families didn't have a car, he said, just hop in the car and take take your wife to the hospital. Isn't that Amazing. lovely? That's very nice. That that whole neighbourhood should have named their kids after him. Yeah, well, that's real old Ireland. That's how Ireland used yeah. to function all the time. Everywhere yeah. in Ireland it used to be like that. And now because of COVID almost, it's gone the opposite. People are all walking over each other and like not looking after each other. They say they are, but like they're jumping out of the way of each other in supermarkets and they're like, they're yeah. not. There was this woman in the supermarket and she must have been in her late 70s and she'd no mask on. So yeah. people are forgetting that you don't have to wear a mask if you can't, you know, if you're medically. Yeah. And this woman obviously couldn't. People were looking at her like they were going to get a fucking noose and hang her in the middle of the fucking fruit aisle. Yeah. So I was going, I, was yeah. going, I felt so sorry for her. Like she was terrified like, with people yeah. looking at her. So like the good room's going and then the gays are coming back and then, but I'm just dying to kind of get moving again. And I, I yeah. might be doing my British tour, which is the end of this year, you know, because uh, uh, Britain has got loads of vaccinations. They are flying it. Like they've got like... Yeah. 20 million people vaccinated now or something. I don't That's know. Amazing. How are you doing? Have you got that? We just got the vaccines. They just started doing the border workers and that because yeah. we're not a high priority country. Oh. So, so we didn't get it, which is fine. But as soon and I'm gigging, like I didn't want to say anything about, but I'm doing, you know, full rooms. People are sitting shoulder to shoulder. Yes. And in saying that, you know how people, like you say, um, you know, kind of COVID has kind of pushed people away from each other. But it's amazing. You're going to see how quickly people go back to normal and sort of better. Like I almost mm. think it's it's warmer now, you know, people's relationships with strangers. Because like in, in Africa, if someone walks past me in the mall, I make eye contact 
and I always mm. nod my head or greet, you know, yeah, which here some, yeah, here sometimes people don't, they're like, what the fuck do you want? You know, that kind of vibe or like, yeah, do yeah. I know you? Um, but now you greet people and you go, you're all right. And they're like, yeah, so happy to be out. You know, people are talking to each other. So it's almost like it has reset us a bit where we can appreciate each other again. Yeah, you're appreciating everything in life again. Like the things that, yeah. but the danger we had to, because I remember this, um, I had a lung operation when I was about 21 and I remember having a tube in my side, right? Nothing, it's actually quite a normal op. And I was looking out and I was going, all I want to do is put my foot on that bit of grass. I could see out my window just in yeah. the front of the hospital. And I remember getting out and doing that and I put suck off I got my mum to wait and I put my foot on the grass and went oh my god that feels absolutely amazing but yeah. the next day I didn't give a shit anymore it was all back to normal <laughs> so we had to be careful that we don't go back to the way we were that's all yeah no I, I honestly think like even after all that time in quarantine I thought I can never not be outside in the sunshine I'm so fucking tanned at the moment look amazing because, yeah. Uh, yeah I'm just out every day and I'm I, I joined a fucking gym, mate. I've got a trainer because I'm like, I can't, you know. You look brilliant. I know, you look like alive, like so yeah, alive. But because I've learned so much through quarantine, I'm like, I can't just sit on my ass. Like now, usually, I'd love it. Sitting on yeah. my ass was kind of my go-to. Yeah. But then because during quarantine I had no other option but sitting on my ass I'm like I don't want to sit on my ass anymore I need to work out I want to have a sweat I need to feel the sunshine and the wind on my face every day that's good well, I didn't yeah. want to say it because, you know, you being South African in New Zealand, which, of course, is the most fucked up accent that ever existed, because nobody knows <laughs> nobody knows where you're from. They can't work yeah. out if you're, you're Dutch, New Zealand, South African. It's like, yeah. or, where's Or drunk. <laughs> yeah, or drunk. And then you, I can see the tan on your face, but, you know, I'm so Paddy Irish. I have to go, because I haven't seen your name, just go, she's from South Africa. Is that the kind of colour she is or something? Or did yeah. she? And then you go, no, she's white South African. They don't have a Because my mum, right, again, a whopper of a thing she yeah. did, right? Andrew Maxwell, a comedian. You probably met yeah. Andrew, you know. His ex from years ago, or, um, oh my God, I've forgotten her name. She's going to kill me. Anyway, she's from Portugal. So she has yeah. a tanned skin. And she yeah. came to another one of my gigs. She came. And my mum again was there with her friend. <laughs> And we came backstage and the first thing she said to Vanessa, it is, first thing she yeah. said to Vanessa was, you look fabulous. Where are you away? Where are you away? Right? So she goes, no, no, I'm Portuguese. I'm from Portugal. And because she has an English accent, my mum and I went, no, you're not. Look at the colour of you in Spain. Oh, geez, I can't wait to get on holidays. And she kept going, no, this is the colour of my skin. And my mum, no, that's a tan. And she goes, no, that's my skin. And they just couldn't get it into their head. Yeah. <laughs> That colour of a Portuguese person is just an Irish, really good Irish tan. And like, oh, my God, oh, ma'am, just stop talking, will you? Jesus Christ, she's from Portugal. (laughs) No, but isn't it good to source them for material, though? Holy shit. And they mean no harm. It's just they walk they walk themselves into mayhem because they just you know they're they're overcompensating, being too nice. Because they see again, they're telling people what they want to hear, tell them how nice and brilliant they are, and then they get it all wrong, the wrong nationality, the wrong fucking reason. Someone's just died. And know? and always fucking oversharing. My mom overshares all the time. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's a huge thing, the overshare. Yeah, it's like, mom, they don't give a shit. Let's go. My mother went to see another gig of mine with Ardla Hanlon, who's who's very deadpan when he does comedy, right? Real quiet. That's what he does. And then um, there was another guy, Brendan Dempsey, on who was like a little bit more up. And then my mom, because uh, I was on as well, and my mom went, "I liked Brendan and you. You were very good." He says, "But I didn't really like the main fellow. He was very shy. He was very, very shy." But that's his act. 
That's his yeah. voice. Yeah. She went, no. he's very nervous. He shouldn't do that. Yeah. It's like, it's no. like when, you, when you do an MC in a gig and people come to her afterwards and go, you should do comedy. So my mum, like even at my Netflix record, she mm. comes up after the show and this is the last thing, if you're listening this to this, this is the last thing any comedian ever in the entire world wants to know. So my mum comes up, she goes, from where I was sitting, it looked like people were having a good time. I could see everyone was laughing, but they were uh, they were. A husband and wife sitting two rows ahead of me. I think, I don't know if it was in, it must have been G and H because I was in J. Like, like I'm going to go look it up on the tickets who the fuck these people were. And then she goes, they weren't laughing at all. Not at all. Didn't even smile. Even when you made that joke about the penis, they didn't, they didn't, everyone was having a good time, but they did not laugh. And then to my right, and she would just fucking describe these people. She goes, there was a lady with dark hair. Like I'm on stage going, oh yeah, 44 rows in, dark hair, curl, you know, like, Jesus Christ. And yeah. then I'm always like, mm-hmm, thanks, Ma. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Need to, needed to hear that after what I thought was a successful gig. And yeah. she does the, and, and then she'll go, she'll start with the material. Like, so I've already locked the shit in. This is going on Netflix. I think all of these jokes are good. And then she'll go, I don't think that one with the wine was very good. I don't think you should, should you, maybe for the next one, don't do that one. I'm like, this is it. This is like, I'm not going to ask Netflix if I can do another. It's definitely a mother-daughter situation. If your brother did that gig with his 24 cans, she would yeah. have been the best thing I've ever seen in my life. They're all laughing their heads off. Yeah. <laughs> It's like yeah. when I when I did the Good Room TV, we had a lovely girl on, um, a lovely girl, fucking a woman. Jesus, sound like like a priest. Now. <laughs> we had a lovely girl on. She was a lovely girl. No, we had um, Fiona Looney's her name. She's a playwright yeah. and an author and everything, a journalist. She's brilliant. Afterwards, I said that went well. I said we all did really well. She goes, and she goes, my mother will watch this, right? And I'll and she'll think uh, you are all hilarious. But what she'll say to me is, uh, I wouldn't have worn that dress now. I don't know why you yeah. wore that dress. <laughs> Like yeah. no mention of how funny she was. No, no, my mum's exactly the same. You know, like we always tease if we, if I go try on clothes. My mum never says I look good in something. She goes, that's very tidy. Oh, my God. So I don't know if you've ever put any outfit on and go, fuck, I hope I look tidy in this. <laughs> what the fuck is that? You're like, yeah. On Fashion Week in Paris, just and, and the next month is very tidy. And they go, what the fuck's yeah. in? My mum will be on the phone. Switch your TV on. There's a tidy outfit on. <laughs> yeah. Just in case, you know, you want to be in a tidy outfit, just in case there's an inspection, impromptu inspection. You know, mm. we go full handmaid's tail and someone goes, yes, that's pretty good. You can be the matron. The rest of you are all the whores that need to carry the babies. <laughs> <laughs> But look, how mammies function in Ireland as well. Like, I'll go to my mom's house, right? And my if my two sisters are there, my mum will make them, get them to make me tea and a sandwich. As the brother, she goes, your brother's here, make him a sandwich. And they're going, get him the fuck and make it himself. <laughs> your brother. So she'd never make them a sandwich. It's, why is that a thing? It's weird. It must go right back where women are just like, the, you know, supposed to look after everybody. That's the thing. Yeah. And I always 100%. say, my mom is, the, you know, my mom's age is the last of the kind of black belt mammies. Do you know what I mean? Where like yeah. she used to carry loads of shopping in bow arms. Do you know what I mean? And her hands be bleeding in these sandals. With, and, and, and at the same time, kids following her along the street, you know, her children. And meanwhile, your dad's in work with the fucking car and he's not even needing it. Do you know what I mean? Your mum just got home. I remember saying like, you know, if your dad came home in a bad mood, he went straight up to bed and your mother would be going, don't, don't be quiet now, your dad's not in a great mood. But if your mother was having a nervous breakdown, nobody gave a fuck. Do you 
I used to say your mother would go to the sink and just kind of squeeze onto the sink for about half an hour and have her nervous yeah. breakdown because she's trying to keep everybody positive. And maybe your dad has just fucking drank the Christmas money. Do you know what I mean? But she's <laughs> yeah. the one that has to keep it together. So that's what it is. It's women. Yeah. It's this mad thing in our in those old women's heads. You've you're the ones that have to keep everybody going. Because the men yeah. aren't, men aren't going to yeah. do it. See, that's the thing. It's like uh, my brother will go, we need to go play golf again. And I'm like, fuck, man, I'm busy cooking and trying to keep these fucking kids alive. And I'm playing and building tracks and stuff. You come to his house. He's sitting out on the porch with a beer and a cigarette. And I go, where are the kids? Uh, they must be inside. You know, but he's like... <laughs> It's like my dad. I did a bit of stand-up with my dad. My mum was out once and I said, my, my, I was just sitting there playing with a ping pong ball in my mouth when I was a kid. My dad just yeah. read the paper and then I choke on the ping pong ball. I start choking, but my dad doesn't jump up. He just sits there and he's just looking at me and he's looking at me going, <laughs> going you better get that out of there. That's not going to be good staying in there. <laughs> and then eventually, you know what I mean? I like just cough it out. He doesn't even flinch. He just goes back to the newspaper. He goes, there you go. Yeah. Oh, you're all done. You know what I mean? <laughs> Men look after children. You think, they think that, you know, you just put your kid out in the garden in a nappy yeah. and come back for it in four, four years when it's all grown. Listen, I better go into this bloody... Um, all right, mate. Can we get on with Naz and like do something like just just even a Matt, just a Naz and Julian and, and Beck. I'm just going to just yeah. have a hello. Yeah, let's have let's have like a gin and tonic night or, or a wine night. Yeah, they're hard, aren't they? Because we all have, you know, children and we're all doing shit. Yeah, but we're all drink. We're we're all day drinking though. Yeah, Let's not fuck around. Except for Nazim, because he's a good Muslim boy. Yeah. But you know, he he knows how to adapt quickly. Yeah. Well, I actually I got him. I pushed him into exercise because I said it releases endorphins and feels like you're drunk. He went, okay, yeah, I'm allowed to do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, have you seen him lately? He's <laughs> fucking buff as shit. I know. I thought somebody put his head on a different body. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, like... he is. He's just cut as hell. I reckon the next Melbourne's going to be intense because we'll have Des and me yeah. playing golf and then we'll all go to the to work out together because mm. even Beck is on that fucking bike all the time now and yeah, Talitha's yeah. working out. This is gonna, We're going to be the buffest fucking people. I mean, I'll yeah. still be fat, but I'll be buff and yep. fat. Fat and <laughs> which, fat. Which is the best way. Best way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Underestimate me, bitch. That's enough already. Shut up. Oh, shush.